Hello, Origin. It is joyous to hear the sounds of how you have experienced the love of God and to hear the sounds of how you have experienced the love of others. Now, I would like for you, always a bad plan when a speaker does this, but I actually want you to take out your phone and I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to list how you would describe your understanding of God. God is. And fill that in a blank on a note. And then leave it open because there's one more thing. Okay, I'm so glad you have so much to say, and you can keep going. But now I also want you to take a little break, and the next part of your list is my father is. Now, some of you are going to say, well, I didn't know my dad, or my dad no longer is living, or, yeah, I'm not putting that for anybody to see. So if you're feeling that I'm not putting that for anybody to see, give yourself a code, but I want you... Language pulls out thinking, and I actually want you to pull out this thinking. So if you're going to say power hungry, put PH. Well, I'll think he's a chemist if we accidentally see your list. All right? So make a list. Now, if you're like, yeah, I actually didn't know my father, then children have wonderful imaginations, and they create what they think it is. So I want you to make a list of what you think a father is. And now we're going to go to the Lord's Prayer, which we've prayed. I will be talking out of the Matthew version, which is in Matthew 6. And I'm in verse 9, and we're going to do four words. Our Father in heaven. Now you're like, whew, four words. We're going to get out of here early. It's amazing how dense those four words are. And I want us to start with our. I've taught you all sign language sometimes. So I want you to take whatever hand you write with and put it on the same shoulder. So I write with my right hand. I'm putting my right hand on my right shoulder. And I come out towards you and come to the other shoulder. This is the sign in ASL for our. 
If you're left-handed, left shoulder to right, hour. Now, here is the interesting thing about hour. If it's just the two of us, it can be hour, kind of small. If it's all y'all, it can be big hour. And I want us to consider when you're praying, our Father in heaven, what is your thinking about our? If you pray the Lord's Prayer at home, do you switch it up to my Father? I hope not. Because the beauty of our Father is that we are walking in a great cloud of witnesses, people who have gone before us, people who have left a written record in the scripture, people who've left their life stories, and we have a great cloud of witnesses when we pray. In that, I was um, reading something, and have you all had a class anywhere at UBC, if you've been here, or maybe you've just read somewhere, and it the thing, the teaching goes like this, and I'm not saying this isn't true, because it is. Western Europeans went and wanted to bring wealth to their nations, so they colonized. They brought Christianity as a way to help them get that wealth. Does that sound familiar? Okay. And yes, that happened. But the problem with that is it undermines the other witnesses, Indigenous discovery is, first of all, what it's called. The spirit of Jesus is not working in one place. And when you talk to people, there has always been an indigenous activity of God in all peoples. In Ecclesiastes, it's said as he has put eternity in their hearts. But there's also the biblical account. We know at Pentecost there were people from many nations, and they were there gathered and then scattered. We know that Philip baptized an Ethiopian leader. We know along the Silk Road going through what we now call the Middle East into China that there were communities that left scripts about Christians and that there were tombs in western China early, early, early for Christian tombs. We know oral tradition says that the disciple of Jesus named Thomas ended up in India. We know that the earliest Christian teachers who left written teaching after the New Testament were from North Africa, from Syria, and Turkey. There is a great cloud of witnesses, and our faith is not just informed, but grows. When we read the scripture, when we consider all the different voices, we're an intercultural church. But y'all, that's not new. God has always been relating to all people. And in eternity, we will, what does Revelation tell us? Someone from every tribe and every nation is praising him. And so we want to begin to listen to brothers and sisters in Christ, either historically or globally currently, maybe where we haven't heard that voice. Why would we do that? Because our great cloud of witnesses has an understanding of God, and there are parts of God 
I may not understand, I may not recognize or see until you share your experience of God with me or until someone else's experience of how the spirit of Jesus has worked in their community. When that story is told, we understand God more deeply and more effectively. So when we're thinking about our, we are realizing that we are a part of an intercultural, multi-generational movement of the Spirit of God. And if we're only hearing a few pieces and voices, we might be missing out on the perspective of who God is and the depth and the creativity of how God works. But our comes not just with the variety of voices. It comes with a responsibility. When we pray, our Father in heaven, we are moving into what the disciple Peter, and he was actually quoting God back in Exodus, in 1 Peter chapter 2. I want you to actually go with me to 1 Peter 2, if it's your Bible. I hope you'll underline it. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. One of the ministries of service that we do for one another is that we are priests for one another. And here I'm not just meaning Craig. I'm not just meaning someone who has theological training. I'm not just meaning all, I mean every one of us, every person who has called upon the name of the Lord, we serve as priests to one another. Fundamentally, what does a priest do? A priest brings people into the presence of God. So, you know what? I might be having a day where the things of God aren't on the forefront of my mind. There are other frustrations that are requiring my attention and my emotions are following. And someone else's text, someone else sharing a song, is there priesting me back into the presence of God. And so when we pray, Our Father... We are not just joining in the great cloud of witnesses. We are humbly moving and serving into a priestly role for one another. It can be like in 1 Timothy chapter 2 where we're praying for the leadership of nations. It can be when we sit and no one knows and sees and we pray for our colleagues. Now, this is a priestly ministry for one another, but guess what? It's for all creation because God has children he loves who do not know him or love him. And we are also praying on their behalf. And so when we say our, we are blessed and delighted with our great cloud of witnesses and we are following Jesus's example of loving our neighbor and then of loving our enemy you remember that little bit of teaching he had he said love 
your enemy, do good. Pray for them and bless them. And when I start to pray, even for those that are hard to love, I begin to have God's perspective on who they are. As I sit with my Heavenly Father and realize how I see that person is not the same way God sees them. And so we pray our because we want to be like our Heavenly Father. But then we come to the challenge of who is this father? And, and we all know it, okay? We have mental models of what a father is. And whether we mean to or not, those mental models get put onto God. Now, how many of you like to be prejudged? Mm-mm. I come from a region of the United States, and when I have my accent shows up, people assume lower intelligence. Y'all, I don't want to enter a space, and the first thing that somebody thinks is that I'm stupid. It's not pleasant. I don't like being prejudged, and yet we do this to God. We have a mental model of what a father is. When I, one of my children were in kindergarten, they looked at me when I was picking them up at school and said, I want a stepmom. Okay. Um, Do you know how you get a (laughs) stepmom? No. I said, well, it kind of means that daddy and I would decide that we're not going to love each other anymore, not live together, and you would go back and forth. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Agree, Caleb. But then he was like, but I really want a stepmom. So I'm like, well, tell me about this. Where did you decide this was a good idea? His buddy got picked up every day after school by his 19-year-old stepmom, who was trying hard to make friends. And they would go get Slurpees, and then they would go play somewhere fun, and then he got whatever he wanted for dinner, and there was no doing their little handwriting practice homework. And he thought that was a lot better life than he was living. And truthfully, for kindergarten, it feels better. Well, you know what? I also believe we show up to God and say, Hmm, I want Santa Claus. And we want a God, a heavenly father, who is created in the image of what we want. Do you know what we call that in other places in the Bible? An idol. When we handicraft what we want and attribute it to it the characteristics we like for worship that's an idol and that is sometimes what we want instead of a heavenly father and while our heavenly father loves us he's not santa claus but he also does not need to be prejudged by our mental models those that sometimes come with pain or with emotional immaturity, or who aren't finished in working out their salvation with fear and trembling. Instead, when we come to a heavenly father, we want to get to know who is he. 
And how do we do that? Well, we can read the scripture and we can say, huh, he is loving, he's compassionate, he blesses to the third and fourth generation. He also holds accountable. A thousand generations goes as love, but also the accountability. He disciplines. He's a father who disciplines those he loves. How do we know who is our heavenly father? We begin as we read the scripture to realize that Jesus said he and the father are one. And we go over and we read in Hebrews chapter 1 where it says he is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of the father. And so when we are coming to get to know our Heavenly Father, we need to sit and bear the weight of some pain we may have with our earthly fathers. We need to confess that we've tried to create a God in our own image that has the traits we like and want in a God. And then we get to know the actual, living, eternal, creator, provider, and loving Heavenly Father. One time, do you know that green hill right beside the nest? Well, prior to the nest being built, it was just a full hill. There was a whole little field there. And I was sitting with a young woman who was learning very first time in her life about the, th- about the Bible and about Jesus. And she took a breath and she says, I think Jesus is altogether lovely but I'm not so sure about God. And do you know, it was her first time getting to know God. But I believe sometimes we feel that way too. We are a bit scared of who the Heavenly Father is. Or more importantly, what will he ask from us? And and we know there's some of those Bible verses that to follow him is to gain the whole world, but we might lose our soul or we lose our life to gain it. And so we're not certain about the goodness of God. We can sing it. But the reason we're not so certain about the goodness of God, not the only reason, but one is I also think sometimes we're like, yeah, but like he's God and he's perfect and he's eternal, but I have to go to work tomorrow and those people aren't. And I just think he's disconnected from reality. It's a little bit like a different one of my children. We're getting ready for a school concert in grade one. You know, children just tell you like it is. And in grade one, I'm trying to say, why don't you put this on for the school concert? Um, You're not from here, and you don't know how we do concerts here. I'm not wearing that. Okay? But I think we do God that way. We say... God, you're not having to live life in 2023 Vancouver where 97% of the people say God does not exist. So, God, I love you and eternally I'm with you, but tomorrow I just got to show up and do the best I can in reality because you're not from here. There is nothing new under the sun. God has been watching the character of humans for thousands and thousands of years. He is not shocked by your colleagues, by your classmates, by your roommates. You are. 
He is not. And yet, who he is as your father is to say, I'm going to be with you while you do these hard things. Back to my little story with my little grade one who said, you're not from here. Our compromise, I think this was a good solution. Our compromise was the child wore what they thought was appropriate for the school concert. And we would leave in the car what I thought was appropriate for the school concert. Guess who was right? I was. We had to go back to the car. We had to scurry to the bathroom and change clothes. Now, that I wasn't always right. There were times my children were right, and I didn't read the culture. I'm not from here. God, though, is always right. And he always has at the hand the wisdom we need, the presence we need, the way to live, the way to make decisions, what to spiritually wear is right there, ready when we want to put it on. Our father is a good, good father. And what he wants is for you to know his character. And he sent Jesus so we could see what his character looks like in a human form. He has also offered to us the spirit of Jesus. And if we want love, and if we want joy, and we want peace, and we would like to be received with patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, that's who this father is. And that is what his spirit is offering to us. And so when we have complex relationships with our own earthly parents, we need to process that. And we need to process the impact on our lives, on our relationships, and on our mental models of what it means for God to be our parent. Because just as much as we do not want to be prejudged, even more dire would be if we misunderstood the greatness of all of who God is because of pain that we have been given. Now, we have this Our Father, okay, and then in heaven. Now, turn to your neighbor, and I want you to tell your neighbor, heaven is... All right, who's got a great definition? You got it figured out, right? Share it. Okay. I was like, when I was praying and preparing, I was like, okay, Jesus, I only have four words I have to preach from today, but heaven, that's a scary one. Okay. So we have mental maps, probably, of the sky. The universe, children's songs point up for heaven. We point 
down for hell. I had a brief spell in childhood when I was learning about the layers of the earth. And I was like, so is the magnum and the core in the center hell? And when we have a volcano, is that part of hell coming out? Like I was trying in my childhood brain to take this mental map of heaven, hell, and make it fit as I was starting to learn science. And it wasn't working. And it was quite confusing as I was trying. So then I was like, well, what is heaven? Interestingly, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, talks about the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He uses the language kingdom of heaven 32 times. No one else in the New Testament does. They'll use the kingdom of God. So then there's some people who say, well, is heaven just simply where God is present? Yeah, that is true. Okay, so if it's not a geographical thing, what is this space? It is where the rule and reign of God exist, but is that enough? Now, I want to suggest that we are literally, y'all are going to be like, you don't know my week in my life, but we are literally walking in heaven all the time, in the sense that we are walking, yep, see, your faces, I barely have my glasses on, and some of you had a strong enough face reaction that even without forgetting my glasses at home, I had it, that without realizing it, we are in the very environment that the Heavenly Father is in. Um, There was a Norwegian theologian who stood up um, to the Nazi expansion into Norway. And his, I'm going to actually give you his exact words because they were so profound. Um, And here's what he says. Air, our body requires, envelops us on every hand. To receive it, we need only breath. Likewise, the air which our souls need also envelops all of us at all times and on all sides. God is round about us in Christ on every hand with his many-sided and all-sufficient grace. All we need to do is to open our hearts. We know that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. But when we try to limit that God's in our hearts or in the universe only, we are minimizing the all-present God. In Jeremiah, they were starting to get too familiar, and he says, am I only a God who is near? Am I not a God who is far away? In modern days, I think our temptation is to say, this is a God who is far away. And he would say to us, am I also not a God who is near? I have a question for you. When microscopes were invented, was that when viruses and bacteria and cells started to exist? Is it? They existed always. We could not always see or detect them. If I could give you special lenses, you would see that God is with you. 
not just in pretty words. You would see he's right there in the very environment saying, I am your daddy who loves you. And I see you struggle with this. I know you need help with that. And I'm walking with you when you go to look at another apartment. I am walking with you when your writing is not going as intended. I am with you when colleagues at work are belittling. We walk not just with a great cloud of witnesses. We walk with a heavenly father who finds you deeply precious, who revealed himself in Jesus and regularly is working in your heart, in your mind to grow you in wisdom, to give you love, to give you joy, and to give you peace. And he wants you to see that his kingdom of heaven is at hand. And prayer works because of the one we're talking to. Our Father in heaven.